Too many leaders lead for validation, not impact, for what they can get out of it more than what they can give to it. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm obsessed with how leaders grow and develop, and I too have insecure moments. We all do. Glad you're here with me now on the Sight Shift Podcast so you can learn how to lead for impact, not validation. Welcome to Lead for Impact Part 4. Lead for Impact Part 4. Leadership is really about passing one test over and over and over again. It's something that's going to be continually tested in us, in the circumstances we face, in our relationships, in the goals, the ambitions, the aspirations. The problem with defining leadership and the leadership test that we're going to need to face is that so much of leadership isn't defined like finances say. When you think about the business world or, or finances, credit, debit, accounting, taxes, financial modeling, we have uh, EBITDAs, whatever. There's all of these different ways that we can take uh, the financial reality, the financial picture and, and frame it and go, here's what's happening. Here's where we're going to go. Here's what it's going to take. Leadership doesn't have that. We don't have the definition of what it even means to really be a leader that's necessarily agreed upon. Um, we don't have the definition of what it means to become developed as a leader. How do you know when you are being the leader you were meant to be? How do you know you're leading in such a way that you're building other leaders? Um, and what's happened for a lot of us is because there's no definition, it has sunk into leading for validation, not impact, because we really orient around, a lot of leaders anyway, uh, did I do a good job? Are they happy with me? Did I do a good job and are they happy with me? You know, there's a, there's uh, something about leaders where they can really feel like what the team or the room or the audience uh, is perceiving, where the moment is at. The problem is they'll start to gravitate towards that and try to lead in a way that they never disappoint. And a true leader has courage, courage to know who they are, where they are and why they're there. And they may have to disappoint. Because the reality of leadership is you're taking people somewhere they've never been before. You're taking them somewhere they haven't yet imagined. It's not a change that they said, hey, will you take us here? And so because of that, you are going to encounter insecurities. And most of leadership and what's happening is my insecurities are bumping up your insecurities. And then we just end up looking for our own validation. So what I want to do is make leading for impact an equation. I want to make it an equation so we can quantify if we're getting it done. I mean, in school, I think uh, tests are kind of stupid because we really want to teach for curiosity and progress more than what you can memorize. But it's true in life that we're continually being tested. We are facing tests. We're facing tests of our values. We're facing tests of the wisdom of our actions. We're facing the tests of our our why behind what we do. We could call it our motive. And so what I want to do is just give you the equation, the formula for leading for impact here in this session. And then I'm going to spend a few sessions breaking down each of these components. Because if we're going to be the kind of leaders who lead for impact, not validation, so that we can become the leader we were meant to be, so that we can develop leaders who develop leaders, we're going to need something that we can sacrifice for, that we can stay calm for, and that we can stay caring for. Now, as I walk through this equation, I'm going to frame it and give you a few different examples to see this played out. 
And in giving you this formula or this equation, this is what it means to shift into a state, to lead for impact, not validation, okay? So the first part of this equation is just impact. Impact equals two components. Impact equals blank plus blank. Let me just talk about impact for a moment. You can think about this as like a score. What's your impact score? Will you live your values? Will you compromise? But see, this can be misapplied. If we're not aware, most of us in our leadership, because of our insecurities, are overvaluing something bad, <laughs> if we could define it that simply, and undervaluing something good. So for some of you, you may value uh, engagement. You may really want to be enthused for the mission and you want others to be enthused. Now, as I talk through this, you're going to think, yeah, doesn't everybody want that? Well, maybe, maybe not. It may not be the dominant concern. We all have a different movie in our head. We all bring a different set of values into leadership and we all think about leadership differently based on that movie in our head. But maybe for you, you really value enthusiasm. So naturally, you're going to overvalue what's going to stimulate and excite you, and you're gonna undervalue stillness. So a strength of your leadership is gonna to be to chase and pursue the next idea. A weakness of your leadership is going to be sitting with something and really understanding it before you take that action. So you could say, hey, Chris, I value engagement. Yeah, but you could be overvaluing, right? Chasing the next thing, undervaluing stillness. You might value, um, and there's a lot of different ways to say this, but you might value strength. You might value strength. Like strength is a real part of leadership. Um, here's the problem with that. You could overvalue protecting power and you could undervalue what it means to empower others. This is what's so transformative once you lock in with me on this journey of leading for impact, not validation. And I'm gonna make this point much deeper in a future episode, but the point of leadership isn't to get what you value. It's to give what the other person values. So if for you, you value strength, the insecure part of you is going to try to amass tons of power. You got something to prove, or you're going to mask your hunger for power and you're going to hide from the true strength of who you are. And neither one of those are healthy. Neither one of those are going to help you transform. Neither one of those are going to help you become the leader you were meant to be. The answer here is to what? Yes, I value strength. I'm not just trying to amass power. I'm not hiding from the hunger that I have for power. Instead, I'm growing my power to empower others and I'm multiplying it. And if you really have this kind of transformative mindset, you understand it's not that the pie is so limited. I just keep making the pie bigger. So here's another, here's another value. The value might be for you achievement. You might overvalue winning in such a way that you push too hard, you burn yourself out, and you might undervalue progress that's continually happening. What it means to keep moving forward, even if it doesn't hit these certain benchmarks the way that you wanna hit it at a certain time. Now, I'm just using a few of these values, and you'll find more of the values in the workbook or the, or the book, and you'll see how each of these values are over and underdone. We want to learn, like one person said in a Lead for Impact workshop, like plucking that guitar string in that tension point, in that balance. What defines a healthy value are the tension points of its extreme, right? 
When you understand impact, you understand leading for impact isn't about getting the value that I want met. It's about me bringing to this leadership the ability to be like a thermostat. And I'm turning that thermostat up or down, not based on what I need, but based on what the environment needs. So you could be the kind of leader who prizes and values excellence, and it's all about operational excellence. And that's a great thing, but your value may have you overdoing process and underdoing necessary intuitive leaps that need to be taken. You might really value innovation, intuitive leaps. You liked it when I said that, but you might be undervaluing operational excellence. What we bring to the table when we're aware as leaders is that our impact, yes, comes through what we value. But if we're not turning the dial, plucking the guitar string, operating the thermostat in such a way that we're the leader of impact we were meant to be, we end up becoming instead the thermometer. And we just reflect the value that we have in an over or underdone way. Out of insecurity, we might be trying to give someone else what they want in their insecurity so they over or undervalue something. Don't let your insecurity put your values out of balance. How are we going to do that? We're going to move to the next two parts of the equation. So we've got the impact input, the second piece of this equation, impact equals action. Action. Impact equals action. Now, the action you take, as I've been defining in these values, can be over or underdone based on what your insecurities are. If for you, the value is logical thinking, you could overdo waiting on the data, right? And you could underdo the risk you need to take. So if you're going to truly have impact, it's to take the right action. And the right action right now might be to look at the data more. It might be to go ahead and take the next step. The right action right now might be to take uh, this intuitive leap, and it might be to hold up weight. <laughs> you need to be disciplined about whatever this next step is that's emerging. So impact equals action plus the second input there is motive. You're going to face the motive test over and over and over in your leadership. Are you a leader of impact? Do you know how to, do you know how to hold your and other values and balance. And if you're insecure, you can't hear what they value because you're so distracted by what you value. Impact equals action. What's the right action in this moment plus the right motive? Why am I doing it? Am I doing this so that I can have something comforted? The why of your action is shaping you neurologically speaking. So for me, like when I'm showing up as a leader and, and my value is unhealthy, I'm overvaluing winning and I'm undervaluing progress. The wrong action I could take would be to chase more. Like the gas tank's almost an empty, but let's go harder. The right action might be to rest and recover. It might be to go ahead and hammer down on the gas. I don't know until I get to this next piece, motive. Why do I want to take this action? So I look at the impact I want to make. I look at the action I want to take. The value and balance is the impact the action that I want to take, and then I look at the motive. Why am I doing this? Now, what's powerful that we've developed, and it's important for me to introduce this to you at this point, is an identity fear quotient. Now, how many of you have ever taken a personality test before and you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's me. That's what I do. It called it. Yep, that's, that's it. That's it. Uh-huh. 
we're going to give you something that you're going to look at and go, whoa, I, I don't know. That's that's me a lot to think about. When you're thinking new thoughts, when you're expanding into new conscious awareness, you're going to see some things you haven't seen before. And what we're going to show you, what we call our IFQ, our identity fear quotient, is what you would tend to over and undervalue. What you would tend to do in actions, overdone or underdone because of your insecurities. And ultimately at the motive level, why your motives get distorted, why you get insecure, because you have doubts about who you are. And at the deepest level, these are doubts that express themselves in your identity, which cause you to show up to not lead for impact, but to lead for validation so that you're trying to prove something about who you are or you're hiding from who you really are. Now, some of you, you're in a place where there's more proving and the insecurity of your leadership has you overdoing it. And you're building yourself up and in a sense, putting others down. Some of you are selling yourself short. You're selling your vision short. On both extremes, the answer isn't to inflate your vision or tame your vision. It's to be vigilant about your motive. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? And the leaders who lead for awareness, lead for impact, not validation. They're building this journey through paying attention to what I value, What's the impact? What's the right action plus the right motive? Now, you could, you could take the right action with the wrong motive. You could take the wrong action with the right motive. I remember when I was learning about this years ago and I left a board meeting and I'd led the board meeting and I, re I realized this awareness hit me. Oh my gosh, I just led that meeting so they would think I'm doing a good job. So they would like me so that they think Chris is leading us well. I was not leading for impact. I was leading for validation. Now, I was doing the right action, leading the board meeting, with the wrong motive. Now, I don't know that you ever get to 100% altruism in your motive. I'm not even asking you to think about doing that. In fact, I don't trust people that claim perfect altruism, and we'll hit that in another episode. Instead, what I'm just asking you to think about is this. At least 51% or greater, why am I here? If 51% or greater, I can be here for you, not me, then I can move from dread to sacrifice, from anger to calm and from bitter to caring. It might be, it might be, that I do the wrong action with the right motive. A number of years ago, I had a spot on my face, size of a nickel, that uh, I thought was psoriasis. My dad has psoriasis, and so I, it was there for four or five years. And it uh, opened up and just wouldn't heal, and so I wanted to get it taken care of. I was tired of it being on my face. I should have done something sooner. went to the dermatologist. The dermatologist looked at it and said, that's not at all psoriasis that's cancer so he looked at this spot knew it was cancer i get surgery scheduled a month later they're cutting out a hole and it would be a little bit larger than a nickel they went in took that spot out and put it under a microscope realized it had actually grown under some and they had to take a nine centimeter oval out of my face it was horrible the smell the sound i had to talk loud just to distract myself this was such an awful experience but it was what i needed to have happen <laughs> to take care of this dangerous uh, spot on my face. I now have a big scar there. Here's what's crazy. While I was trying to cure what I thought was psoriasis on my face, I was putting psoriasis creams on it. If you need a list of psoriasis creams that do not cure cancer, I can give you those. I was taking <laughs> the wrong action 
with the right motive. I wanted to heal. I was, had the right motive, but I took the wrong action. In your leadership, over and over and over, if you're going to be the leader who leads for impact, you're going to pay attention to the action and the motive. So many leaders right now are brittle and soft, and we're building more and more brittle and soft leaders. They're trying to virtue signal about how perfect their values are, and I don't trust that, and we're going to explore that more. They're trying to uh, live with an empathy for the whole world, but yet they have no wisdom in their action. And they're trying to embrace psychological safety for themselves and others in a way that makes them victims. They're not leading for impact. They're leading for validation. We're going to start looking at this in a deeper way. Session five. There's more at SightShift.com. S-I-G-H-T Shift.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode. There's always more for you at SightShift. S-I-G-H-T Shift.com to be the leader you were meant to be.